my name is John, and this is my good buddy Andy, and you're listening to the Packers Blitz podcast. This podcast is done by two diehard Packer fans who survived the dark times of the 1980s and lived to talk about it. By the way, if, if we get this episode out tonight, which I intend to, Packer Blitz fans, you're probably going to wonder, hey, don't you guys usually do on Mondays? Well, we have to do a special one because of the Thanksgiving game and stuff like that. So, you know, don't worry about that. And uh, so I'm excited again to dedicate this to our world's greatest fans, Packer fans. So, Andy, take it away, my friend. I just uh, hope that everybody had a really happy Thanksgiving. I know my family in particular just had a great time together, a lot of laughing, a lot of joy. And it it always helps when the Packers win. <laughs> it does. So that was that was great too. And I you were telling me off air that you had a really great Thanksgiving as yep. well. So I don't know if you have any uh things you'd like to say on that before we good start. Good food, good fun, good win. Take it all. <laughs> <laughs> So I want to start off by saying what a fantastic mm. performance by the Packers yesterday. Yeah. A lot of exclamation points after mm-hmm, that one. Mm-hmm. It was an absolute pleasure to watch. It was also a pleasure for John and I to be totally yes. wrong <laughs> on the outcome of the game Ooh. two weeks in a row now. So we're like, I think there's a saying, eating crow. That's fine. Some of that effect, yeah. That's a so, well, it's fine. It's all good. Packers won. 29-22 <laughs> over the cowardly lion. Uh, not that anyone needed another reason to be happy or festive. Uh, the way that, that the Packers came out and won the game was impressive. The way the Packers, uh, you know, just, just played with such intensity intensity and fervor during that game was was really awesome i i listened to colin cowherd's mm. prediction for the game mm. <laughs> and this is what he had to say oh, is exactly what he said i listened to it this morning i couldn't believe it this is what he said i know the number is bad but lions minus seven and a half against the packers i like the lions a lot there is a massive gap between these two teams. Massive gap. I'd yeah. swallow it. <laughs> he said, I'd swallow it. And he was talking about yeah, the points. I think the Lions blow out the Packers, mm-hmm. sharp or squared. And that was his end quote. So he was asking one of the sharps, one of the guys from Vegas. And uh, he said, sharp or square. And so. Then you know, um, you know, Cowherd and the the sharp Vegas guy agreed with you know being it the the game being a sharp right. Well, it was not so sharp at all. You were you know you were both square and wrong. John, I loved that Colin was wrong. I loved that almost everything, almost everything the Packers did was right. Mm-hmm. So, John, do you have any comments about that? Any comments? Yeah, about the just game? a quick, uh, just a quick thing. Fans don't know anything because eighty-four percent of fans think the Lions will win. Well, you were wrong, so suck it. We were all wrong, so suck it, Colin Cowherd. You know he's <laughs> but I'm glad I'm wrong. I, I just want to add something just really quickly. I know we'll get into this yeah. um, in the in the the game review, but. 
Andy, this was the first time that I really saw the Packers ready to play on all levels. Because usually what happens is when we travel in a short period of time, like we play, I don't know, Sunday, then we got to play Thursday night game. Usually it doesn't go so well. Or if we're playing at home, you know, maybe a little bit better. But this is the first time where I, it, it just seemed everybody was on the same page again. Everybody knew what they were doing. Everybody just, even when the Detroit started to come back, it was like nobody panicked. Nobody seemed out of sorts. It, it was just like, okay, there we go. That's what Andy and I have been talking about. So let's go into Ask Andy, yeah. our new segment. Yeah, before, yeah, before we do that, yeah. um, they, they were ready to play. Yeah, you could tell that they were pumped up from the get go, and they were ready to yeah. play. So that's the only thing I wanted to absolutely. add. Absolutely. So absolutely. Yeah, new. Yeah, we're doing this again, second yeah. week. Yes. Ask Andy. Ask Andy. Does she have a theme song? So ask well, away. Da, 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 da. I don't know. I, I'll work on a theme song for you. Um, <laughs> all right. So my first question is, well, I was going to say after the Lions game. Is it a realistic possibility that the Packers will make the NFC playoffs? Andy, your answer. So uh, Packer Blitz fans, just just listen to our last podcast, episode 50, for some in-depth analysis and number crunching on whether or not the Pack can make it back to the playoffs. So make sure that you listen to episode 50. Um, I would say definitely, positively, yes. They do have a good chance of making the playoffs. Um, They have a fantastic chance, by the way. Um, During the night game with the 49ers routing the Seahawks (laughs) on NBC, I saw a graphic up on my TV screen of the playoff picture in the NFC, and the Packers logo was up there. Mm. That's all anyone needs to know. Two of the teams trying to make the NFC playoffs, the Commanders and the Suckhawks, both got smoked yep. yesterday. In particular, the Seahawks are now six and five. However, they have a have to play a brutal schedule the next three games. They're at the Cowboys, at the 49ers. Yes, they're playing them once again. They're at the 49ers and at home against the Eagles. So they've got three games against really the top three teams in the NFC. Wow. Uh, And most likely, they aren't going to win all three of those games, and they're going to be lucky if they win any of those games. Yeah. So realistically, they probably got to go, you know, probably two and one, at least get a couple of those games. Maybe one and two, they still might be able to make the playoffs, but they lose all three of those games and they're going to probably be on the outside looking in. So right now, six and five, they got three game, three tough games uh, coming up. The commanders, by the way, I think uh, are now four and eight on the yeah, season. And so yeah. they were kind of toward the back end now of the playoff picture. And, and with that loss, they're, they're pretty much eliminated yeah. from the playoff race. Um, they would have to win out the rest of their that's games to have a happen. legitimate shot. And I don't think that's going to happen. That's the way they've been playing. No, they just so. fired their defensive coordinator, Jack Del Rio, this morning. So, Oh, did they? Yeah. So. Yeah. 
Well, he's not the only one that's about to get fired. So, you know, um, probably their head coach, right, John? Yes. Never liked the guy, but whatever. So, yeah. So, yes, a lot of things have been happening lately in favor of the Packers. We've been getting a lot of help. uh, And and we're going to make this NFC playoffs in 2023 if this continues. We just need to keep winning football games. That's what it comes down to, and we'll be just fine. So, John, any comment on that? So, I really think things are looking positive. We've had everything go right. There hasn't been a single thing. That has gone wrong for us uh, as far as the teams that are kind of surrounding us in the playoff picture. They're all losing. Yeah. And so this couldn't have set up any better for us the last half of the season. Mm-hmm. And really, uh, there there's a blueprint. There's there's a way that there's a path right now for us to make it. Yeah. So uh, any comment on that, John? No. Um, what, are, just, what are your thoughts? I don't on know that? if you wanted. We were going to talk about this later. Uh, so we have Kansas City uh, Sunday night. Let's be honest. We'll talk about that, what's going to happen with that. But then look at who yep. we have. We, we're at the New York Giants. Oh, my God. They're a dumpster fire. We have Tampa Bay yep. here. Come on. You got to mm-hmm. win that one. We have Carolina at Red Carolina, but come on. You got to win that one. Yep. Green Bay they have problems in Carolina, yeah, but yeah. it's Green Bay this Minnesota. year's Carolina. Nah, it depends where Minnesota is at that time. Um, and then Chicago at Green Bay. I mean, come on. You got to win that one. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, if you could, well, if we can get past Kansas City, with little or no injuries, that's the problem, right? That's been our bugaboo lately. Just lose the Lucas Musgrave. Oh, Aaron, my gosh. And, uh, Aaron Hill, yeah. Which they probably will not be back. Um, we, we just can't yep. take any more hits. We, we just can't. But that was it. Anything else before we get to the next question? Nope. Okay. So all surprises in my eyes couldn't believe what I was seeing during the Detroit game. Christian Watson, is he finally getting going, Andy? Well, Christian Watson surely showed up yesterday on Thanksgiving Day and ate up the Lions secondary, didn't he, John? Absolutely. He had a true Thanksgiving feast, uh, just not the traditional turkey or ham meal, but he had some lion meat instead, like he had, you know, just got back from an African safari. (laughs) Uh, John, football fans, animal lovers out there, no lions were hurt or injured during the game or during this podcast for the, for that matter. <laughs> just just the Lions, the f- defensive players. Uh, Watson led the Packers with five receptions for 94 yards and a touchdown, uh, which is which is good. Trending upward. That's it. He had his best game of the season. At least I think so, John. Don't you? Absolutely. That's what the question was for. Like, is this finally turning the corner? Right. Yeah. The only other game that he had a big catch in was against, uh, I believe, the Raiders. And that was a 77 yard catch. But he really did not do anything else in that game. No, he did not. And so he played a significant role in our our win uh, yesterday. So um, that's pretty awesome. However, I, I would temper, you know, temper expectations a little bit moving forward. Mm-hmm. First, first of all, Watson was running his routes super fast on turf and indoors. 
Second, he continues to be in wrong spots. Yes. Like on Jaden Reed's touchdown catch with multiple defenders around him, which was amazing, by the way. There was a reason for the multiple defenders around Jaden. Christian was not supposed to be in the area. Yes. And then third and last, he was playing a Detroit Lions defense that has regressed and under underperformed in recent weeks. So I would temper expectations a little bit. So my answer to the question is that I hope that Christian Watson is finally right, getting right. He scored the last two games. I'm not going to say that Christian Watson is back until I see a streak of, you know, four to five games of mm -hmm. consistent, impactful play. And I see him actually healthy <laughs> and out on the field contributing. So yeah. that are, those are my thoughts. So, I mean, it's not really a yes or no. I think it's I still the that. jury's still a little bit out on that. So especially with his injury history and the way he's been this right. year. So any thoughts, John, on Christian no, Watson before exactly, we move on to exactly that's Andy, question number three. This is exactly what you said. It, it's just consistency. We need to see him do this the next the remainder of the season. And if we make the playoffs, for him to make a splash in the playoffs. Because Jaden Reed now is on everyone's radar. Everyone's going, we better double this guy, right? Because he's starting to flash right now, which is a good thing. And, you, you know, hey, Christian Watson, this is your time to shine, bud. So, yeah, Jaden Reed, big, big playmaker, uh, not only in the passing game, but now in the run game. Yeah. It's like, where did this come he's all of a like, sudden? It's uh, like, it's, it's, he's been awesome. That's what he's like. He, I don't yeah. compare him to him. Yeah, but, almost like a Swiss Army. Yes, where you, you know, cutting through defenses. Exactly. So, but the thing that impresses me he, is he gets open. <laughs> he gets open, yeah. and he's able to make players miss. Yeah. So he does definitely has some juice. He does about him. He does that so. juice, baby. All right. Okay, question number three. question number three. So, oh man. <sighs> Just had so to ask I know, me this, I know this is crazy. We talk about this every week. I okay, know, but it's fine. I know, I know, I it's know this question. is crazy. Go ahead. But is oh my god, is Joe Barry doing enough to keep his job right now? Uh, well, will he or won't he? I guess with my question, will he keep his job? Because the defense has been playing for the most part. Pretty well. There's been some lapses and there's been some, but some of that is execution. That's not on Joe Barry. So let's not blame Joe Barry for two corners in the same area <laughs> and smashing into each other or two people not covering on a corner route when there's two corner routes and there's the receivers are so wide open. There's no, that's not on Joe Barry. Okay. That's on the players. So I'm like, Oh my God, uh, Andy! Please help me. <laughs> <laughs> um, Joe Barry, huh? Yeah. Uh, consistently, Joe Barry's defenses have been ranked in the middle to bottom third of the NFL. Before yesterday, the Packers were ranked, I believe, about seventeenth. Mm -hmm. uh, considering the abundance of talent on this roster, the Packers defense has underperformed so far in 2023, in my opinion. Joe Barry is partly responsible for that. However, 
yesterday. Joe Barry's defensive game plan and game script were, were extremely effective at times. The Packers were consistently pressuring Jared Goff. John, you talked about this, right? We talked about that yep. for the first game. We needed to get pressure yep. on him, get him off his yep. spot, and we did that uh, quite a bit. Uh, you know, Goff was quite often running for his life. Uh, they sacked him three times. Golf, Goff also fumbled three times. I think that that was a key to the game. The second-to-last ranked defense, the Packers, are second-to-last ranked defense in creating turnovers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and they were able to create several turnovers uh, and even score a touchdown. The Lions' D did not. However, um, Barry's D gave up 464 total yards, John, (laughs) Packers fans out there. Uh 464 total yards. So they didn't totally shut those guys down either. And they gave up 25 first downs. Okay. Um, Even though the, the, uh, sorry, the Lions converted a respectable seven of 15 on third down, the Packers held them to one out of five on fourth down. Another key victory for the Packers. Another key reason why they won uh, was that that uh, they were just really, really exemplary on fourth down. Um, I think the Lions were actually, John, I think they were 0 for 4 up until that last one that they converted. Yeah. And that was probably right at the end of the game, right? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, that that was a key right there too, to win in the ball game. So, um, you know, you got to give Barry some credit on that, that whatever play call he, he made on defense for that play, they stopped him. you know, and that's a good, really high percentage of uh, shutting them down. Right. Right. To be able to do that. Right. That's pretty awesome. For the second straight game, the Barry led D could not stop any of the Lions playmakers. So I didn't want to mention that wide receiver Amon Ross St. Brown had nine receptions for 95 yards and a touchdown running back. David Montgomery had 17 touches, 17 rushes for 71 yards and a touchdown Uh, running back. Jameer Gibbs had uh, 11 rushes for 54 yards and four catches for 19 yards receiving. Um, tight end Sam Laporta had five catches for 47 yards and a touchdown. So pretty much the four main playmakers that John and I talked about on the last podcast, all of them were successful during the game. So I, all I'm going to say is Barry's defense didn't eliminate any of those players. Um, so sometimes you have to be able to do that to succeed, right? on defense. Yeah. So and yeah. and fortunately they didn't. So that's really um disconcerting from the standpoint it's happened a second straight game because it happened during the Chargers game as well. I think that the Packers front office should make a determination on Joe Barry's future based upon his body of work. If they do that, they will fire Joe Barry and will bring in somebody who has a defensive acumen that suits the scheme and its players. Someone who can develop this young defensive roster into a unit that is in the top 10, not the bottom half. 
Packers fire Joe Barry. <laughs> that's an exclamation point. So, uh, John, you know, not to be a downer, but that's those are my thoughts about uh, no, Joe Barry. No, they, have, I, they haven't they haven't changed. Look. You have to look at his total body of work, and he has not had uh, really any top defenses the entire time that he's been a defensive coordinator, especially for us. And so I think with what we've invested in the draft on defensive players and the roster that we have, that it we should be better than we are. I just feel that way very strongly about that. And we can and I continue to feel that way. So any thoughts on that, John? Yes, I told I totally agree. I totally agree with that. I, I just think it, the people just look, are you winning? Great. Just keep things consistent right like we that is an ad nauseum word we're using all the time because once you start like we talked about uh podcast episode 50 once you start offensive coordinators and you know we were we're talking with you know herbert and stuff the reason he is not in my opinion truly elite is because they keep changing offense coordinators on him uh, the quarterback from the uh, San Diego Chargers, I mean, Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, and that's why he's good, but he could be great if you had the same guy in there helping him. And I'm like, I just think the Packers are going to keep him. And I think that's a huge mistake because on defense, you can slowly move people around and move the pieces around to fit this. And, you know, he can always fall back on, I haven't had my starters in there. A bunch of guys have been injured. A lot of guys are playing on, you know, injuries. And you know what? Everybody's that way. So it's not like you're the only one, Joe Barry. So I agree. We have to fire him in the offseason um, and, and bring somebody in. If I was LaFleur, that's what I would yeah. do. But again, like we talked about, LaFleur might not be there either. So it depends upon what happens. But yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, the thing that's a, the thing that's a little bit disconcerting, John, is that you would think they would have someone on the defensive staff. I don't think so. Uh, that would be someone that would be waiting in the wings, mm -hmm. so to speak, no. so you could have a smoother transition. But I really don't think they no. have any like, I don't stars. I don't either. On in the defensive coaching staff no. that could take over. So nope. that is that's something that. Goody and uh, LaFleur need to take responsibility well, for because they could have found a way to have somebody waiting in the wings if Joe Barry faltered. Yeah, right? and, and they reached out to the offseason, uh, Wisconsin Badger fans, J you know Jim Leonard. Um, they reached out to Jim Leonard to be defensive coordinator, but that really wasn't true. What they did was they reached out to Jim Leonard to basically be how do i say on the staff so they did not offer him the defense coordinator job even though there were reports out there that uh the former defensive coordinator of the wisconsin badgers uh football team college football team no that was not true we were just offering him to be on the staff and i think and he turned it down and went to illinois which is really stupid but anyway that's true uh, but what I think was why Jim Leonard didn't do it because I think he knows that, well, if Joe Barry gets fired, guess what? I'm fired too. So then when he, right, then 
there, I guess there was That's probably no, there was no talk of saying, hey, Jim Leonard, this is what's going to happen. If we fired Joe Barry. You get to stay on the new guy staff. But then if you're Jim Leonard, you're saying, what if I don't like the new guy? <laughs> what if we don't click? So I don't know. I think you're right. I think we fired Joe Barry and bring somebody in. I don't know who that is. I would have to look that up because I do know all the head coaching possibilities who are out there, but not defensive. <laughs> That's kind of a hard one to find a true good defensive coach and pry him away from a winning team. Um I don't know. Yeah. That's that's hard because they're usually pretty pretty well compensated. Yeah, they're well those guys anyway. Lot, so you know, and if you're like for instance right. the v, the defensive coordinator of San Francisco, why in the heck would you want to leave that? <laughs> like I wouldn't. I'd be like, no, I'm good. I'll stay here. So any more thoughts? Yep. No, I would just the only thing other thing I would say is if you had a really good defensive coordinator like the the guy in uh, San Francisco is um maybe you couldn't get him but maybe you could pull somebody from his staff. Right? So they could implement some of those schemes and some of those things uh yeah. you know with our defense yeah. and maybe implement that. Right. So Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So um, steal somebody from his staff. <laughs> yeah, right? Um so Star in the making. Are we going to skip question four and move on to just the Thanksgiving to remember? That's up to you. I didn't know exactly what the question was. <laughs> so here's my question so, really quickly. Here's, here's something okay. I thought was really funny. My father-in-law went, oh, that's good. And when we were after the game, he goes, oh, that's good. The Packers won. And I said, well, you don't sound very excited. And he goes, he goes, well, they're not winning the Super Bowl this year. So if they continue to win and make the playoffs, he goes, do you really think? They're going to make a run. And I'm like, no. <laughs> then he's like, well, now we're kind of stuck, right? We need, he goes, well, I would rather them draft in the top 10 or top five than, and get somebody and get left tackle, whoever, than lose out on a top draft pick. And that got me thinking if there are some Packer fans out there not saying we want to tank, but are kind of like, well, what if we're drafting 15 again or 17 again? Well, you're not going to get a, a Marvin Harrison Jr. at that pick. You're going to have to trade picks, move up into the top eight, maybe top six to get a Marvin Harrison Jr. It just ain't going to happen. So that means you got to trade your first rounder, one of your seconds you got from the Jets, move up and go get them. And my feeling is, you know what? Winning feels a heck of a lot better <laughs> than drafting in the top five continuously. You know what I'm saying? That's my opinion. Like you can go yeah, the, out. The Packers are supposed yeah. to have a winning culture, John. Exactly. I mean, that's you don't go send a message yeah, like so that. So that was so my that was my whole to, thing. I said I'd yeah. rather be nine and eight, get in the playoffs. Even if you get boat raced by, let's say you're the seventh seed and you wind up playing San Francisco, who, who I think is the third seed right now, or Dallas, and, and get boat raced. So what? Okay, you're supposed to be a winning culture. You're supposed to be in the playoffs every year, at least, right? right. We're, the, we're the 
Green Bay frickin' yeah, Packers. Exactly. And we had that. Hopefully somebody uses that sound bite. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that was my question. So I do appreciate your uh father-in-law's uh you know opinion and and i'm glad he chimed in and said something about it that is very interesting but, but that you know, that's was, something yeah. i have thought long and hard about too john yeah. um i think if we were like toward the end of the end of the season you know the end of the season yeah. and we're totally out of it then i'm fine you know tanking yeah, yeah. the last few games yeah. you know yeah and getting a high draft pick yeah. is that's if well, that's the you, case right now yeah. we're we're almost we're almost in the playoffs right now, John. Yeah. Uh, so you don't, you know, at this point, you know why you, you don't. Yeah, think. you don't kick yourself. You know, you aren't you aren't thinking about next year. You no, thinking you're not about, thinking about, about your draft position. No, you're no, thinking no, about no, 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 making no. the playoffs because anything can happen once you get in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep. So you guys got to get in. Got to get into the tourney. You got to get, get in into the. Another race, right? Yeah, in it to win it. All right. right, so let's get into game review, Andy. Why don't you tell us some very interesting Packer facts? <laughs> I will. A Thanksgiving to remember. Oh, Packers eat lions, right? Right, nice. and they they beat the lions too. Yes, we were Packers wrong again. Eat, lions get beat. <laughs> 29 22 so very interesting packers thanksgiving game facts the packers hadn't won a thanksgiving game since 2011 the packers have one of the worst thanksgiving uh, day records in the nfl after the win the packers are now 15 20 and 2 so i guess we had two ties that is a 41, sorry, 42.9% winning percentage and ranks 23rd <laughs> out of the 32 NFL teams. By the way, the Lions are ranked one notch above us at 22nd with a 37, 45, and 2 record. And a... 45.1% winning percentage. John, any comment on that? No, no. <laughs> so we were neck and neck with the Lions, and we just beat them, but we're still ranked uh, 23rd, and the Lions are still ranked 22nd, even though we won. That's hilarious. So that just tell you, tells you that they, at least especially the Lions, have played a lot of Thanksgiving games. A lot games. of Thanksgiving And so, so have we. we played 37 of them, so it's not like yeah. we haven't you know, right. yeah. played a lot. Yeah. So, um, so um, why the Packers won, unless you have something else you wanted to no, say about no. Thanksgiving games, okay. Uh, why the Packers won? Uh, well, first reason, uh, they were aggressive from the start. Right. Love got a text from Matt LaFleur in the morning to change the first play. Love then overruled LaFleur and wanted to keep it. Thank goodness Love stood up to LaFleur. <laughs> he hit Christian Watson on a 53-yard bomb to set the tone, and the Packers never trailed. Aggressive. Aggressive, right? Yeah. However, if you rewatch that play... <laughs> like I did, because uh, I didn't see it as it was happening, neither did John, but no, I didn't. looked at it afterward. Uh, Love should have gotten rid of the ball a tad mm -hmm. earlier and threw it a tad short. Mm -hmm. I know. Take what you can get. The execution <laughs> could have been better, though. Whatever. 
Um, on the next series, the Packers scored again when Love passed to Tucker Craft for a nine-yard touchdown. Yeah. Aggressive on offense in the first quarter. I Jordan loved it. <laughs> uh, so the second thing, John, unless you have something to add on nope. that one, us being aggressive. I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. They were, yeah, they need to be that way. They need to come out. They and do right away. Yeah, yeah. Come on. The second thing that they were consistently aggressive on defense. Uh, Jonathan Owens picked up a Jared Goff fumble for a Packers TD on the Lions' second series. On that play, outside linebacker Rashawn Gary caused the fumble and sacked the quarterback for the game. I know John's going to love this. Yeah, yeah. Rashawn had three sacks, two forced fumbles, and seven tackles. Mm. It was a very emotional return for him to Ford Field, the same field where he tore his ACL in his knee last season, 382 days ago. Matt LaFleur, actually she's 383 now, but whatever. Uh, so Matt LaFleur gave him the game ball. It was very emotional and heartwarming to see Rashawn Gary receive that. A lot of tears were shed in the Packers locker room. According to Wendell Ferreira of A to Z Sports, and this is what Wendell says, Gary has eight and a half sacks for this uh, this season, including two three-sack games. He's on pace to finish the year with 13 sacks, which could be his career best. There you go. And also the first time in which he had double-digit sacks, end quote. By the way, a shout-out to Owens, Jonathan Owens, who had eight solo tackles eight solo tackles from the safety position and four assisted tackles. John, 12 tackles in the game. I know. Which he was all over the field. So they were calling his name a lot. Yeah. And even during the game, they're like, the announcers are like, we're calling Jonathan Owens' name a lot. Yeah. And, and it's true. They were because he was making tackles all over the place. So great job, Jonathan Owens. Uh, so that's the second thing. The third thing, there's so many things with this victory. Um, quarterback Jordan Love played really well once again. He was 22 of 32 for 268 yards and three touchdowns. And again, the key, no interceptions again. Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love, J-Love, I like to call him for short, (laughs) have the identical stats after the first 11 games of their careers in two categories. 2,599 passing yards, exactly the same. Wow. And 21 total touchdowns, exactly the same. John, Packers fans, that is insane. That is insane. Jay Love is off to a great start. Uh, so I figured I'd mention that one. Wow. John, anything before I move on? No, I, you got to remember, so, he's had drops too. So he could be over a lot of them. He could be up close to three thousand yards, if not over three thousand yards. So very easily, easily, right? Yep. So the fourth fourth thing, uh, Christian Watson had five catches, ninety four yards, 
and a touchstone. Another reason why we won, right, John? Yes. And we kind of mentioned that before. Right, right. Uh, just wanted to mention it again. The youngers, youngsters on <laughs> offense, this is the fifth thing, contributed again. Tight end Tucker Graft, two catches, touchdown. Uh, dual threat wide receiver Jaden Reed had four catches, a touchdown, and then he had a couple rushes for 16 yards. Uh, youngster wide receiver Malik Heath, four catches for 46 yards, and was second on the team mm. uh, in that in those two categories. Mm. So he had four catches for 46 nice. yards. So great job, Malik Heath. Uh, the sixth uh, reason we won, why we won, the Packers overcame injuries to several key players that kept them out of the contest, like Jair Alexander again, uh, Aaron Jones, and Luke Musgrave. Uh, John mentioned him before. He had a lacerated kidney, uh, and he was he's on IR right now. Yeah, I think he fell on a ball. He fell on the ball yeah, during the last like game that, during yeah. the Chargers, and he lacerated yeah. a kidney. Uh, so he actually got sent to the hospital right away. Right, they after were the worried game. About him. Yeah. Right. Yep. And then the last thing, the seventh thing, the much maligned, lucky seven, the much maligned Packers offensive line played better in the trenches. The Packers continued their rotation at left tackle with Rashid Walker and Yash Nyman alternating series. Did you know that, John? Yes. They were alternating? Okay. Yes. They did that again this game. Um, the coaching staff thought that competition would help raise the level of play of both. No. So. Whatever works, right, John? Yeah. Whatever works. Yeah. So, uh, John, any comment on those, um, you know, keys to victory on, yeah. uh, you know, why the Packers won? Yeah, just really quickly. So they showed the injury injury report, and they showed the Packers, and there was like 10 deep. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Probable, questionable, doubtful. And then they showed the Lions. And there was one guy on there with a sprained wrist. <laughs> that what? was it. That, that was, was it? That was it. Come on, just wrap it up and get out there. I know. Well. Sprained wrist. Come on. You know, they were probably thinking, Lions fans, and the, the coaches were like, oh, we're going to kick the crap out of these guys, which everybody yeah. thought. And, and, and Colin Cowturd uh, thought that, too. Um Yes. That's an easy way to go. Blowout. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I just think this is what shows you in the NFL. This is why I love the NFL. If you are not ready to play, you could be the best team that day because you're ready to play. Doesn't mean you're most talented. Doesn't mean you have the greatest quarterback or whatever. We have proven, Packer fans have seen that. We have gone out. How many games where we're like, we have the best quarterback. We have the best offensive line. We have the best receivers. We have a pretty good defense, whatever, and have lost and have been humiliated to teams who come out with a second-string quarterback and, like, a really good defense, or they just schemed everything right that day. So this is why, again, I just love to watch this because you just don't know. You can sit there all day, with the exception of a couple teams here and there, uh, you're like, okay, yeah, whatever. But you got to watch any it. given Sunday. Yeah. Any given Sunday. Yeah. Like John. they say, any given Sunday. Like the thing goes. You, you just, you just can't go in and just, uh, you know, do this. So that goes into the next section here, Andy, if you want to, why the lines 
punch themselves in the face. So you talk about yeah. that. Why, why the Lions wanted to punch themselves in the face after the game. So I read some articles. I was just thumbing through articles on my phone. And there's this phrase that kept coming up about punching themselves in the face. <laughs> and so I'm not sure who said it. I'm not sure yeah. if uh, head coach uh, Dan Campbell said it. Um, he was referring to Jared Goff wanted to punch himself in the face. I don't, I don't know how that came up, but I kept seeing it. So I figured I'd use it. So the first reason why the Lions wanted to punch themselves in the face Head coach, Motor City Dan Campbell. That's his nickname, by the way, John. Motor City Dan Campbell, or MCDC for short, uh, called a fake punt on his own 23-yard line, right? Dumb. I was like, what is he doing? What are you doing? The The Lions ran the ball trying to pick up four long yards. They tried to run... The ball. Mm-hmm. Face punch. Thanks, bud. Um, John, I you know, I probably would have uh called a pass on that. Yeah. Or something. Right. Because them getting four yards on a run, we had our defensive players in there. I think it was Lucas Van Ness made the yes. tackle on that. Yeah, they were ready. And um, yeah, they were kind of ready for that. Yes, so were. I don't know. Yeah, that yeah. that that's a total face yeah, punch. Yeah, yeah. Second face punch, quarterback Jared Goff fumbled three times, had three turnovers, and gave the Packers a score. Face punch. Face punch. The the third thing, the Lions D and Aiden Hutchinson had zero sacks and zero turnovers. Face punch. Face punch. John, do you have any more uh, face punches for the Lions uh, this game? Yes, yes, I do. Or after this game. Yes, I do. They didn't find a way to adapt because the middle was wide open. I mean, Jaden Reed, Maylee Keith, all these guys were getting wide open. And they missed one, and this is on Jaden Reed, where uh, – Really, Jordan Love, I think it was in the fourth quarter, and it was like fourth and 10 or whatever, or, or excuse me, third and 10. And he made, Jordan Love made this great pass, corner route to Jaden Reed, and he just went off his hands. He should have caught it. And, and, the, and they just didn't make, normally, we're like talking, oh, they make the, they make the changes and everything at halftime and, you know, uh, stuff like that, and we never do. <laughs> well, this time it seemed the Packers did, and I think Dan Campbell and I believe this to be true. I really believe the Detroit Lions thought, we're gonna win this game, we could win this game one hand tied behind our back, and then they realized, uh oh, <laughs> the, the Packers really came to play. Uh, and this is the second time in uh, well two weeks and two games here that they've been down, that they've been turning the ball over. And the only reason they beat the bears is for some strange reason, the bears went in some weird defense where they were going more in zone or something. I didn't get their defense where their defense coordinator over there should be fired too, but that's, what's going to happen 
when they make the playoffs because they're right now in the second seed. So guess what? The second seed, I believe, gets the seventh seed. So if that was us, <laughs> we'd have to go to there again. You know, I don't think they were. Yeah, they were. They were uh, vying for uh, home field advantage. Yeah. You know, yeah. they really, they need kind of needed this game. Yeah. To, stay, to stick with Philly. Yeah, absolutely. So again, it, it's just they're starting to show. Well, maybe they got some cracks, and they be- they better fix them. So. Uh, that was yeah, just my but Goss, Gossman turning the ball over the last a couple lot. Of That's couple why of the weeks. Rams quite a, quite a quite a quite a bit. Yeah. So and uh, you know, for them to get the top seed, they're gonna be playing at home. And he he typically does really well yes. at Ford Field. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's a distinct advantage to be able to get yeah. there. The other thing I wanted to mention, yeah. Um, you know, Jaden Reed uh didn't catch that one pass or whatever, and he probably should have. Yeah. But that touchdown pass he caught was unbelievable yeah yeah yeah. uh that was highly contested very contested <laughs> you know there were like what how many guys were like on three like guys three or three or four, yeah. three guys yeah, yeah. okay and they uh uh jordan love threaded that one threaded that perfectly one. that was an absolutely perfect pass but but Jaden made the catch in in a lot of traffic and right in the middle of the field you know that's where uh defensive backs are trying to kill you and and take mm-hmm. your you know your head off and so it was just awesome play by awesome. him. So I did want to mention that again. All right. uh, so, John, do you want to go yep. through the Packers, Packers blitz. blitz? Yep. So Packers Blitz players on offense of the game. First one, easy. Jordan Love played exceptionally really well. I will give honorable yep. mention to Christian Watson. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I think hopefully, like he said, he can be consistent and finish the season up. And if we make the playoffs, do that. Who are your players on offense? Yepity up those two. Oh, there we go. Yeah, all right. You, well, yeah, you, you yep. So I added one on defense. Hopefully, you're in agreement okay. with me on that. So but I'm told, um, Rashad Gary had a career game. I mean, he did everything, he was a madman. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he did everything he possibly could to win that game pretty much all by himself. Yeah, yeah. um, so that's that's an easy one, so but player, you can yep. go, go ahead and say it yeah, again. So but that's he just is players awesome. on defense, obviously, it was Sean and Gary. We already mentioned they had a terrible injury on this uh field last year. Um, and then honorable mention, Jonathan Owens. Yes, he was all over the field. He was, he was yep. like, I don't know what his wife did, but do that again. <laughs> Exactly. Simone, whatever yeah. you did, do that again. <laughs> Keep doing that. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Simone, uh, send us off some emails, you know. Yeah, if you want Simone, Packersplits80 at gmail.com if you, if you want to reach out to us and say, yes, I will. I don't care what, yeah. what you fed him. Whatever else you did is <laughs> none of my business. Yeah. But please so do that I'm again. Not- <laughs> I'm not sure what how Joe Barry w- was maybe using him differently. I don't know if he's I up don't think or the so. line, of, line of scrimmage more. I don't uh, think I don't he was think so. doing anything differently than well, he normally does. Yeah. But he was all over the place. And for him playing safety to have 12 tackles, yeah. uh, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, Typically, yeah. you're getting that from, from Way Walker. Yeah, yeah, right. The middle linebackers. Or, typically, that's where Campbell, you're getting. Right. It. You aren't getting it from from the safety position. Usually. All right. So. Awesome. So, you want me to do game preview, or you want to do that? 
Go right ahead. All right, buddy. Give you a little bit of a rest. Then I'll do the Chiefs, and then uh, you can do the Packers. How's that sound? Yeah, before you start, John, I will say that the odds are pending. (laughs) I don't have the odds on (laughs) that That's okay. So uh, Packers Blitz fans out there, Packer fans, uh, NFL fans, you will have to keep an eye on that. But as of now, I don't have any information on that. They haven't released them yet. All right. So... Game preview, Chiefs and Packers, Sunday night, December 3rd, 720 on NBC at Lambeau Field, Lambeau Field. Again, Andy said about the odds. We'll see. Those will come out soon. So, Chiefs. Uh, they're they're going to be picking the Chiefs. Well, they're going to be picking the Chiefs. Probably, probably by at least a field goal, I would guess. So, he, here's least. the thing. Everybody knows poor Patrick Mahomes. Yes, yes, yes. 20. 26-19, first yardage, 67 completion. This is boring. I don't really care. 19 TDs, nine interceptions. Yeah, but he's got nine interceptions, John, yeah. and his QBR, his quarterback he, rating is only 93.8. Yeah, yes, way below his Yeah, standard. that's why I put it in there. And here's the other thing, too, that can help us is drops, 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 and more drops. Uh, I watched yep. the Monday night game, Philly and uh, Kansas City, and they threw yep. to our boy, MVS, wide open, in the end zone, right on his hands, drop. <laughs> and yeah, like, he should have caught that ball. Sh- it, it couldn't have been thrown. They would have won the back. game. It, it, honestly, nope. go back and watch it. It's on YouTube. Uh, and yep. remember, Packer fans, when we had MVS, uh, what did we always say? He would look really good, and he, man, look at that guy! Whoa, yeah, you got to give him a contract, yeah. And then look really bad. Um, but he has you know, a Super Bowl. It, you know, John, John, give Mahomes credit; he didn't throw anybody under the bus. No, he didn't. He blamed himself. <laughs> his receivers have not helped them he, this he, year. They are him. very high. Yeah, of course, they have did. a very high drop rate. It's it's right. probably the top three in the league. Yes, so, absolutely. Yeah. So. Then Travis what about Mr. Taylor Swifty. Oh my god, I'm so sick of them. Blech. Anywhere it's it's typical Travis Kelsey, kind of uh 64 receptions, 641 yards of five TDs. Yeah, pretty good year. Um, if we can't cover this guy, oh boy. However, there's been some rumors of retirement. Well, I could see that. Mm-hmm. He is dinged up and he is slowing down. You can see that. You can you yep. saw it in the Philadelphia game. Normally, a linebacker in coverage with him is not you, you, unless you got a really quick linebacker. It is bad. They're close. Yeah, you're, you're going to be in big trouble, and you got to have the safeties yep. or corner. You, you need help, in other words. But I see him. He dropped one. He dropped. I think at least one, maybe two balls that he normally catches, like shoestring. And he catches. fumbled. Yeah, at a key fumble. And a key fumble. So that uh, I think Andy Reid was like had laser beams coming out yeah, of his eyes. He's, he's walking not, off. But yeah, he was not happy with that one. No. So he was. The next one is running back Isaiah Pocheco, uh, six hundred fourteen yards rushing, four point three yards per carry, three TDs, uh, twenty five receptions, hundred sixty two yards. He's a very like Andy said in the notes. He's a very solid player. He's not spectacular, but he, boy, if you do not get on him and hit him and group tackle him, he's going to bounce off of you. And, yeah, 
Trying in a school. He's an effort guy. He's an energy yeah, guy. He is a, it's like an energizer. Right. Pony. You gotta get to him in the backfield and you gotta slow him down and, and string out those plays. Um, and then the next one, now we're gonna switch the defense here. So Chris Jones, of course, he's Chris Jones. I can't believe that the, the, the Chiefs almost let him go. What a bunch of idiots they would have been. Uh, he is a force. Um, he's seven and a half sacks already. He, oh boy, he already has nine tackles for a loss, so he can play the pass and the run. You know, he he's one of those guys he, when you need him, like it's third down and five, and you know, it's, fourth and whatever. Right? Yeah. Right. Yep. And, and you really need it to get to the field goal range or to get into the red zone. He just finds a way to stop you. He he. You know, he's just one of those guys that just does that. So the other guy, too, is their cornerback, Trent McDuffie. Again, very solid player, 43 solo, t- solo tackles, two interceptions, five forced fumbles, and uh, five pass defendants. Pass defended, excuse me. He is, again, another guy you got to look out for. If you're throwing over that side of the field, he's going to really make these rookies work for it. That's why I think this is Christian Watts. Christian Watson, if he's going to show what kind of player he is and he gets matched up against this guy, you know, here you go, man. You know, you asked for the best. Now you got it. And then they're kicking. Yeah, he, he, uh, he tandems up with uh, Ladarius Sneed, I believe, on mm-hmm. the other side. And Sneed's Very a good nice player time. as well. But McDuffie is a younger player that they drafted a few years ago, and he's turned into a real player for them. So yeah. they drafted like three or four cornerbacks one draft, uh, a whole bunch of defensive backs, and all of them are playing well for them. So that was one of the reasons they won the Super Bowl last year. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I figured I'd add that. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. John. Continue. Awesome. Uh, so, and everybody knows ki- kicker Harrison Butker. Uh, he's a very good kicker. Um, you do not, you do not want to have him kick the game-winning field goal. He's probably going to make it. So you don't want to be in that situation. So, just a year in review here with the Kansas City Chiefs. They're seven and three. They are not the same Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. Uh, yes, Andy Reid is still their head coach. He's one of the greatest, greatest offensive minds in the sport. Uh, de- uh, their defensive coordinator. I never really liked this guy, Steve Spagnolia. I, I he just blitz, blitz, blitz. You know, come on, dude. You know, I don't know. He's okay. I'm not a big fan of his. I think he's Joe Barry 2.0, but that's just me. Uh, the Chiefs, though, have been trouble scoring in the second half lately. They have been a lot of close games. They lost 21-17 in the Super Bowl rematch to the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, and there's only been one blowout, uh, and that was 41-10, to of course, against the Bears. Uh, again, the Chiefs wide receiving group is, I wouldn't say they're very poor, poor but they are poor. <laughs> uh, they're constantly looking over their shoulders. And now, which is super weird, which I totally agree, the defense is the strength of the team. So uh, if it wasn't for yeah. their defense playing as well as they would, they would probably be 500. And that's again. yeah. So they so they were saying on um, I think it's first things first. Okay. Uh, because one of the guys that's he loves the. Uh, he loves the Chiefs. He's all about the Chiefs, right? Yeah. And he's a Colin Cowherd disciple. I'm not going to mention his name right now, but whatever. Um, but they were saying the two offensive tackles that they have this year 
are not protecting Mahomes as well as in the past, as last year. So he's constantly uh, almost has the yips where he's always looking over his shoulder. So, um, you know, that's part of the reason he's been a little bit more uncomfortable than normal. So I figured I'd just yeah. mention that too. All right. So that's really it for the Chiefs. Um, they're still a good team. We do um have to be aggressive. I would say, just like with Detroit, you gotta come out and be aggressive, 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 and kind of go from there with them. So let's get to our Packers. What do you got on them, Andy? So the the five and six Packers have won the last two games, of course. The Packers D has kept them in games all year. Uh, The Packers offense has been sporadic. Lately, however, the offense has looked more in sync with the uh, play calling of Matt LaFleur. The offense has come up with some big plays down the field. The younger players, the young players, have stepped up their game and Most importantly, Jordan Love has looked more cool and confident. Um, So, John, we're going to win, right? Yeah, we're going to win by 30, man. We're going to crush. No, we're not. Uh, (laughs) Do you want me to get my prediction right now? Yep. Okay. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot closer game, and I'm probably wrong about this again. But Chiefs 21, Packers 17. I think the Packers are going to keep it close. I think it's going to come down to the Chiefs defense. Uh, but if we lose 21-17 to the Super Bowl champions, I'll take that every day. That's a win. That is a win. So, Andy, what do you think? Yeah, just like you thought we were going to win. Uh, just kidding. Um, we're going to win 70-20. to 20 Yeah. The Broncos <laughs> earlier this year. Not yeah, that the uh, so what's going to happen is the Chiefs, the Chiefs defense will stop the run and force the Packers to pass. Yes. The problem is that the Packers won't be able to throw the ball against a very good Chiefs secondary, not enough at least. Plus, the Chiefs can get after Jordan Love and are third in the NFL in sacks with 36 on the season. So, the Chiefs are also uh, ranked third in the league at uh, 16 points allowed per game. Uh, so I'm predicting the Chiefs are going to beat the Packers 23-13. to 13. So that's my reasoning go. why. Yeah. So yeah. I don't think they're going to give up a lot of points to the Packers. Maybe they give up 16, maybe, again, like their averages. But I'm predicting the Packers are going to get 13. They're going to regress a little bit. And so unless, if, unless they can run, if they can run, that's going to really, really help open up everything but we shall see won't we john yes we shall so we're going to move right on to the conclusion we're going to try to keep this under an hour we're going to be really close close. (laughs) yep so congratulations to cowboys cornerback deron bland who broke the nfl record by getting his fifth his fifth return for a touchdown in a season during the Cowboys Commanders game in Arlington, Texas on Thanksgiving Day. Because it's just a significant thing, I figured I'd bring it bring it up. Not 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 many players have ever done that as quickly as he's done it. So he is he now enters uh the NFL defensive player of the year race. In his first two seasons, Bland has eleven interceptions, the most in the NFL over that period. So congratulations, Cowboys cornerback Deron Bland. So, on to the Packers now. 
uh, in our little conclusion here. The Packers need to hire that uh, Lions security guard <laughs> who, who bizarrely, yeah, bizarrely tried to tackle Packers head coach Matt LaFleur yeah, while weird. running to the locker room at halftime of the Packers-Lions Thanksgiving game. I don't know if anybody caught that, but I did. I did. And it was weird. Yeah, it was weird. It was weird. According to LaFleur, this is what Matt LaFleur had to say about that. That's never happened to me ever in my coaching career. I was fully committed and I wasn't going to be stopped. End quote. <laughs> Maybe LaFleur could use a security guard exactly like that one Here we go. to motivate him the rest of the 2023 season. Maybe if that same Lions security guard tried to tackle him before the start of every game the rest of the season, <laughs> Matt LaFleur will be fully committed and won't be stopped from winning the rest of the Packers' regular season games. That's the edge, the edge that Matt LaFleur, that LaFleur needs moving forward. John? Yeah, that was weird because he said that, was weird. He said that he told him to get his pass out. I'm like, hey, man, dude, you don't know who the head coach of the Green Bay Packers is? <laughs> exactly. Like, he's has a clip, he has a call sheet in a, and he's got a headset and he's running towards you and you're like, running. Yeah. And you're like, huh? Full blast. Yeah. And you're like, Full speed, pretty much. I wonder if that's some guy that just came on the field. Like, it was just, come on, dude. That's yeah. a come on, man. It's like, you yep. should know better. <laughs> so uh, anything else before I shut this bad boy down? Nope. Okay. I'm so, really happy for everybody. Yeah. Hopefully, again, everybody had a happy Thanksgiving. I know I did. I know John did. Yes. So that's, that's two people that did. And so hopefully the rest of uh, our fandom out there, yeah. uh, Packers Nation, had a great, great uh thanksgiving and it's not over yet i'm going to one tomorrow nice so uh happy thanksgiving up. again for for us yeah so uh everyone just remember uh please hit like and subscribe uh please rate us five stars uh wherever you listen to packers Wits podcast apple spotify youtube uh make sure you know you leave us a comments at packers blitz 80 at uh gmail.com and go pack go go pack go later buddy love you